The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys and now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It's Thursday, April the 14th, 2022. The draft is two weeks away, and we are here to get you through the home stretch. I'm David Hellman. I'm joined by Jeff, Brian, Kyle, like the big voice said. Welcome to another episode of The Draft Show. Presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Guys, mm. we actually have news, uh, if you want to call it that, or at least something different to talk about besides arguing player prospects. Jerry Jones spoke for the first time in a few weeks yesterday. Uh, the Cowboys announced a new corporate partnership with blockchain.com blockchain.com I knew you were going to say it I was going to say spare me the joke please Jeff but that's okay you did it anyway um he basically you know he he answered a couple questions that weren't about cryptocurrency one of which being his preferences in this draft class and he did say uh quote I would trade up in this draft since we're down as low as we are in those first two or three rounds and of course the internet lost its damn mind because that's all you really can do is overreact to tidbits of information when it comes to the draft. I would love to have a conversation about this. And if we could, we'll just say the first three because those are the big, big, valuable picks in any draft. What do you think that would look like in all three of these phases if the Cowboys were to try to get aggressive in this draft? How far do you want to go? I mean, I know... Well, I, know. I think his up means down, because he said, like, they traded up for Travis Frederick, which was a trade down. Oh, so he's playing opposite so day? So he's doing opposite day. <laughs> I, okay, I, I understand I understand the confusion there, but he did say we're down as low as we are. Yeah. Which yeah. is to say you're back in the latter half. I think he meant going up. It, okay, well then now let's determine who he's going up for. And you, you really can't just take the 30-visit list, but you, if you want to, you can, you know. Um, and I know you're captain trade down or trade back, and, and, and that's cool. Jeff made his feelings about this. No, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not I understand, I understand. But, okay, let me ask you, you're not comfortable at all going up, but if you had to go up, if you had to go up and get somebody, and if you took the 30-visit list, is Charles Cross the only one you're going for, or are you going to go try and get one of these receivers? I would not move up for a receiver. Okay. I do think Charles Cross might be the only name on their 30-visit list that makes sense as a trade. Lloyd, you wouldn't move up for. That's the no. linebacker Utah. So, okay, now we have to determine it might not be somebody on their 30-visit list right. yeah. that we're missing out on. Which I was I was just talking about this this morning, and it's just something I want people to remember. Like, knowing the 30 list, knowing the guys they've talked to does help. <clears throat> yeah. And inevitably, they target guys that they are familiar with. Right. It is not. The gospel by any stretch of the imagination. Like they routinely draft guys that were not I'll tell you part what, of that group. Yeah, I'll tell you what Jerry might have done. He might have thrown the chum in the water to tell somebody that they're interested in moving. But also I think Lance Zerline did a really good mock draft that painted a picture. I know Jeff and Dana and I talked about this last night, that he had Kansas City going up ahead of you to draft Chris Olave. 
So all of a sudden, you know, if you're telling people, hey, we're willing to move, you know, maybe you're, you know, because sometimes the Cowboys will sit there and people will jump them, and then all of a sudden they lose opportunity on players, you know, and you're like going, oh, damn, they just got jumped. But by doing that, by saying that he might aggressively go, it's like now you put some doubt in people's at the back of the draft that maybe Dallas is going. You know, yeah. I mean, you got to create some kind of, well, hey, we got to get ahead of Dallas. Well, wait a minute, Dallas is talking about going too. Do we have to do this? I mean, you know, so instead of instead of just sitting there and minding your own business, that's a lot of times you get jumped doing that. And especially is has we've been able to to talk about who the Cowboys' visits have been, and we've done this show for the last four or five months of just talking about player by player. If you if you follow along what we're talking about or follow people that cover this team, they're giving you an idea of who the Cowboys are are looking at. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's their way of kind of preventing teams from thinking about jumping them. Kyle Yeomans, you look like you're doing trade math over <laughs> I there. I am doing trade math. I was looking cuz maybe if it's not in the first round, Maybe it's not the Charles Crosses. It's yeah. not the Jordan Davises. Maybe it's in the second round or the third round. We've talked about that as a possibility as well of taking 88 and going and trying to get back in the top 70 or 75, taking 56 and trying to turn that into a top 45 pick because that's where the value of this draft is because it is so jumbled up from picks 10 through 60 that there is a value to maybe get up and, and go get a guy that you like that maybe have had slipped out of that first round territory. It would be tough to get from 56 to 45. I put 45 as just a marker of maybe, hey, we can get back up in the top 45 picks. It would probably take. I'll give you four fifth round picks. Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at. Was the, <laughs> hey, that, that all work? equals 100. Then you give him 56 and you can make maybe make it work. I don't know if anybody would ever realistically accept that. But you can maybe package two fifth round picks. Maybe your fourth if you wanted to. But even that doesn't necessarily entice me enough to move just 12 spots up the board or 11 spots up the board. Are you saying, because I think, I mean, in the second round, your two and three would get that done, I think, right? Are you willing to give up 88, though? I'm trying to do it without giving up 88. Me, no. Yeah. For the whole time I've done this, I hate getting rid of picks. Is it realistic that they would give up 88? Well, we can back in this, Kyle. Now we take the four. And the fives mm-hmm. to get back to three, and we just keep doing that until we run <laughs> okay. out. And you only pick in the first four rounds. I just think I'm okay with that. Teams like to trade out of a top fifty pick, you you got to give value, and that's the thing. Yeah. I think I think people get lost where they're like, oh, if we give up our four and all of our fifths, the the yeah. value's there, and the other team's like, no, why, I want. Why would you do that? I want a top one hundred pick. I don't care about that because the the hit rate is so much better, and that's why I don't think that's realistic. Who are you going up for in the second round? Um, off the top of my head, I would say, say, if I'm go- say first of all, say, if I'm going up anywhere. I'm going up for a premier position. Yep. I'm not going up for a linebacker or a nose tackle or okay. probably a safety, but I could go up for a wide receiver if they stick around. Okay, so I'm going to give you Zion Johnson as your first pick at 24. Okay. Likely. Get, go somewhere and t- talk to me again. Talk okay, to so me now about what I'm going to be go. tracking, if I've taken my offensive lineman, yeah. because like Dane Brugler did his seven-round mock draft on yeah. The Athletic, and it's awesome. Go check it out. Um and he didn't have the Cowboys touch a wide receiver until the fourth. I'm not comfortable with that mm-hmm. because this is just a game I want to play really quickly. Uh, let's say your number one receiver at the end of the preseason rolls an ankle and is going to miss a couple weeks or something. Yeah. 
which your, is damn near. Your wide receiver team. core now to start an NFL football season would be James Washington, Noah Brown, and Simi Fihoko. Because mm-hmm. Gallup, we think, is going to miss a little bit of that. He's going to miss a couple games probably, yeah. I'm not comfortable without one of my three best receivers. Not He's not on the roster yet. So if you tell me I take an offensive lineman, then I'm watching the receivers, and I want to be told, let's say the first round, because five, six, seven of them might go in the first round. Sure. But what I want to know is, where is George Pickens? Yeah, where's Scott Moore? Where's Jahan Dotson? Yeah, George Pickens was the name. As soon as Brian me asked too. that question, yeah, that's what I was thinking to 45, too. That's me my too. name. That's Georgia wide receiver, if he's hanging around at around pick 40, go get him. then I would be like, sure, go get him. Would you Absolutely. spend your 88 to go get a player like that? And then maybe we could yes. we could finagle I, I, it on the I, I back. I think you okay. would. I think he would because I, would. I don't think he'd like to take Sam Williams from uh, from uh, Ole Miss. So again, using we'll just use Dane's mock since he did seven rounds. That's fine. Yeah. The, now what you're asking me is would I give up Jelani Woods, who I really like, yeah. the tight end from Virginia, mm-hmm. who Dane gave the Cowboys at 88, and Sam Williams, yeah. the defensive end who they pick at 56. 56, yeah. yeah. For George Pickens, all day every day, all day every day. And that's I'll your give tight. Up, that's your tight end one. Yeah. And George Pickens is my wide receiver three, though. You like, were really high on Sam Williams. I like Sam Williams. You, you, I like him. Just not as much as George Pickens. I, like, uh, Sam Williams won't be my favorite player at 56. Sure. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And Jelani Woods could be my favorite player at 88, but I'd take George Pickens at number 24. That's how much I think that he is an absolute baller. Mm-hmm. If he didn't tear up a knee in spring ball. Top 15 pick? But, oh, can maybe. We, let me flip this for you guys then. What if I tell you you take Chris Olave at 24? I know it's not your favorite yeah, player, yeah, yeah. but I just say you. Cowboys. Cowboys take Olave at 24. Now what are we going up for in the second round? Green or Johnson if one of those guys falls out of the first, which you, is a likely a, possibility. Yeah, you got a guard, you got a guard in mind you, you you're liking After on your board. Green and Johnson, mine I guess would be Darian Kennard. I'll bet like, you I think I can wait on fall that. To I can wait there. on that. Okay, so, so he doesn't feel like a guy worth trading so if, up for. So if we're trading up, then it sounds like our group thinks if we're trading up in the second, it's for a wide receiver. That's Agreed. what that's what we that's the what value, we're thinking here. The value there is better, right? Yeah. In the picks between thirty three and fifty. Or if some analysts are wrong about how much the league loves Central Michigan left tackle Bernard Raymond. Hmm. Maybe he's a 40. An NFL team who thinks that's their future left tackle? You'd go up to number 40 for that. Yeah, I have him as number 5 on my tackle board. Yeah, he's my fifth tackle also. Yeah, but you've probably got the other four going in the first round, right? Right. Yeah, I, I do. He's number 5. And I kind of, when he gets picked by the Cowboys, I kind of like, you know. Yeah, if he goes at 24, I won't like it. Yeah, I, I kind of. I don't but, see but, that but, happening. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I, first round pick on the visit list. But see, that's what I'm saying. If Jerry gets his, if Jerry's going up for an offensive lineman in the first, I think it would only be for Cross. I think it would only be. For, he might go for Penny. He might try and get Penny. You know, that might be something you do. I think that uh, to me, I, I'm interested to see where Cross is going to go. I, every mock draft, where did Dane have him going? Dane have him in the top ten. Oh, I love uh, when you put me on the spot. I'm sorry, oh, I've got I, Dane's no. mock pulled up. I can no. get to it. Pretty was quick. it top? Was he inside the top ten? He was. Um... He was Control 16th F. overall. Okay, 16. Now, now we're talking. talking a little different here. <laughs> all right, moving move back now, to the first round. Whoa, then. all of a sudden we see a Charles Cross slide. I'm on the phones, boys. Is that a slide? Like, I, I've never seen him outside the top 10. Okay. Never. Okay. Never. And, that, and again, these are. I'm not just talking about 
um, just random mock drafts of fans or so, and nothing against those. But I'm talking about Daniel Jeremiah mock drafts, Bucky Brook mock drafts. That's what I'm talking about. Guys who have been in this league. Okay, understanding understanding that trade charts are not a perfect science. Mm-hmm. The internet says that's a 260-point difference between 24 and 16. Are we going up specifically to 16? That was the pick that the Saints kind of finagled from the, the Eagles. To 15 maybe or 16. The Saints might be taking—are the Saints taking cross? Yes. Okay, there you go. See that now you might Maybe not. That's be, why they made that might, extra pick. Yeah, so you got to go to fifteen because <laughs> they're not no, trading no, away if, from if, their guy. If you, exactly, Jeff just gave you this, the key right. right there. Like we're talking about Kansas City jumping Dallas for Olave, you got to get ahead of the Saints. You know, if that's, Eagles are right in front of them, and then it's the Ravens at fourteen, Texans yeah. at thirteen, and you get the Ravens to come off that. You know. I'm looking at the Ravens' picks. They have 14, saying, 45, it, 76. So they have a pretty Everybody's good. got the Ravens taking the, what, again, Dane, did he have them taking the— Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Utah linebacker. Wow. That they is come a, off that? To get to 15 would be okay. a 310-point difference. Yeah. 56 is worth 340. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. So, I mean, you get if rid you, of both if, of those picks and you get a tackle of the future. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm playing him at right tackle, and I'm telling I'm telling my, my current right tackle, listen, you're now the swing dude, and we got to figure out something at left guard. You know? I mean, you, do you ride another season not saying what you this got? Is a, not saying this is a good idea, but could cross play guard for a season? Man, I don't. He's just too good of a tackle. Yeah. I mean, this is – when I, I, I kind of see a young Tyron Smith coming out of USC, a 21-year-old guy, you know, that's got really good technique. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of feel he's a better left tackle than he'd probably be a right tackle. Well, I agree. He'll have that. a chance to play some of that as well, if I had to guess. Is he still your top tackle? He is. Yeah. Hey, just randomly using Dane's mock draft because we were talking about who you would be going up yeah, for in the second. Figure somebody out. Well, so now, yeah, as it was, I'm looking at if it played out this way, the answer for me would be you have six wide receivers go in the first round. Yeah. Neither one is named George Pickens or Sky Moore. Here you go. 37 George Pickens goes. Sky Moore and Bernard Raymond, the Central Michigan tackle, mm-hmm. go 41 and 42. So somewhere around pick forty, who's, I'd be like, guys, there's two guys we yeah. might want to go get. Who's who's my teams at forty one and forty two? Seattle's forty one, Indy is forty two. All right, John's trying to rebuild his team. Mm-hmm. Ballard Ballard will stand in there and pick. John Schneider loves a trade back. That he man does, does yeah, it like twice does, per draft. He does. I think he's got multiple twos though. Yeah, he he's got forty and forty one. Yeah, he goes back to back. He goes yeah. Matt Corral and Bernard Raymond is mm. where they're going. So yeah, in my world, yeah, my we're man trading hates up. Matt Corral. We're trading up to 42 for Sky Moore. Now, that's the Colts' first pick of the draft, though. They don't have that first-round pick. Need more picks. They only have one It's one in the third. Yeah, you can maybe argue that they want some more draft capital there. Going back in 42. Going back to, I mean, you can you can wait. You can wait if you're Ballard. I mean, I, I think they probably, I think they will probably stand in there and make a pick. Snyder's the one I would target. Who do we got ahead of Snyder? And some, give me some other other teams. Give me two, three teams ahead of Snyder. Uh, Chicago's at 39, and They're, that is new, their that's their first pick. new GM. Yeah. He's going to stand there and pick. He, it, they need picks though. Yeah, they got no, a lot they have, of problems. No, no, they they're, 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 and his rear's so okay. tight there. That, no, he's got to. He's got to make a pick. Uh, yeah. That's when I start calling about Sky. Is when somebody takes Christian Watson ahead of him. And then Bear, like, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> I like Christian Watson a lot. He is a good. Yeah, he's player. fine. Don't Bears are at third. Uh, developmental process. Who's ahead of the Bears? <laughs> Bears are at thirty-nine. Jets are at thirty-eight. Texans are at thirty-seven. Okay, Texans. We target the Texans. Again, they've got two first round picks. Hey, the Texans are the ones who take Pickens. So if you can get to that pick, you can get George Pickens. You're also at pick 37. Yeah, let's party. That is an expensive pick. 
Give me so what? What's the trade value on that? Five thirty. Mm. Cowboys second round pick is worth three forty. Mm. That's almost a significant difference. Find me one hundred and ninety, Kyle. Man, you guys, you guys, I love Pickens, man. I really do. That's I, I would have. I mean, just take him at twenty. You know, I'm Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. I'm not going to lose my job. Let's go. I mean, seriously, if you're a general manager that's sitting there thinking about like making a massive jump, and you're thinking I'm going to lose my job, you're thinking, well, hell, somebody else's problem. You know that kind of deal. Okay, tell me if I'm crazy. If I that's think that's why Jerry should be more aggressive than everybody else. They're not going to lose their jobs. Tell me if I'm crazy for thinking this. And I, I like Pickens. I've I mocked him in the seven round mock that we did for DallasCowboys.com the other day. But if you're jumping all the way up into the 30s. I would rather, and again, we're just, we're trying to predict something that's impossible. But in that scenario, we're trying to get a range. I'd rather get my receiver at twenty four, yeah. and hope that Zion or Somebody Kenyon falls. Green falls into the thirties there. Because yeah. can't you just imagine? And your receiver would be Traylon Burks, at least in most this likely. He yeah. goes twenty five. Okay, and I think Olave is gone in days. Anyways, Olave goes twenty-two. That's devastating. You could get to thirty-seven if we wanted to go get George Pickens at thirty-seven, but you would have to package fifty-six and eighty-eight. That gets you to four hundred and ninety trade points. Need a hundred more. You need, yeah, you need basically fifty. Can we ship a player here? Oh, fifty more. Okay, and then I would package two of those fifth-round picks together. Can we send him a player? Can we send him somebody a corner or something like that that we might not be able to use? Anthony Brown. You got to draft the corner. Jordan Lewis, somebody like that. This is one of those things where you better be right too because this goes against everything i stand for and everything that the data <laughs> no, says no, to I do. honestly honestly no, i have to trade up because what this falls into is yeah. just arrogance in your own evaluations yeah is saying that look i'm right yeah. and that guy shouldn't still be here and i'm going to give up four picks yeah. because that's the right guy and it's a non-quarterback there's, there's it's a, a bad idea in a vacuum yeah. I'll but never right forget. There's a lot of guys and gals that have died on that hill going that it's way. It's the right guy. I'm not look. I'm not saying they're always right. I'm not saying they would be right. Wait, here. wait, 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 wait. Real quick, oh. real quick. I'm going to ask him a question then. If you had to pick between Pickens and Sky Moore, would you pick Sky Moore? If we were going up, if yeah. we were going up and both were on the board, you'd pick Sky Moore over Pickens. I would. I think Sky Moore, and this is. I think this is what evaluation is. It's all how you personally feel about mm-hmm. Brian Earmuffet for me. Their ceiling and their floor. Yeah. Like George Pickens, his ceiling is to be a really, really good outside yeah. wide receiver. And Sky Moore, I think his floor is as high as almost anybody in the draft. Sky Moore will be a good slot receiver in the NFL. I promise. Can he play outside at all? Yes, he can. Which, so I was thinking about this last night because, again, I've mocked Pickens here a few times. Are we focusing too much on a guy that I, I hate to call him a one-trick pony, but he's like an X receiver, you know? And that you think about this core has CD who can do a little bit of both. I think they want to get CD out of it. the slot. Is what kind of hearing those whispers? They want to get him out, play more outside. That's what I'm saying. Well, Pickens isn't going to play inside, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, look at you guys coming around. I like where we're. I like where our heads are right now. I mean, taking forty shows, and Sky Moore is now realistically in the conversation. At, at no, he's always in the round. conversation. <laughs> Just realistically, because the gentleman to my right. It's You're less right. about. It's, it's not a conversation. It's less about Sky. It's an Moore investigation of Sky Moore's abilities. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's less about Sky Moore for me, and more about does Pickens fit this receiver core? Okay, so we've determined. You take a guard at twenty-four. You're going up for a receiver. That you take logical. a you take a receiver at twenty four. You're thinking about 
whatever what, offensive lineman yeah. is hanging there for you, or whatever or, defensive players there. I think you. I mean, I understand if it doesn't thrill Jeff or a lot of other people. I think you have to think about Sam Williams there because athletic pass rushers just See, don't fall. They're gonna. That's that's the thing. They they they've given you enough of an indication. Again, it's still Bob Seger's song, working on mysteries without any clues. No, you got the clues. Mm. You've got the clues. They, they're telling you they send coaches to work out. Dan Quinn is going to let them take an offensive player early, and then he's going to go in there and fight for Sam Williams. I'll never forget. I will never forget 2014. because It's Brian's favorite day because the first round ends. Everybody goes back to the war room and kind of huddles about what they want to do. Brian comes into work on Friday afternoon. And he's like, and in classic Brian fashion, he's just like, just get ready, boys. They're going to trade this pick up. They're going to go get their pass rusher. And we're just like, what are you talking about? Like, they could do this. They could do that. He's like, I'm telling you now, they're going up to get Demarcus Lawrence. And that's exactly what they did. Wow. So there's precedence for it. And it turned out to not be a terrible call. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're going to tr- trade away a third-round pick, which pissed me off at the time, I hope it's an all-pro player. If they trade up in the second round, that means it'll cost them their three and maybe their four. The draft coverage is going to get super boring for a while. That's okay because we'll be we'll make it happen. We'll be busy as hell on Saturday. Just anyway. keep what pretending they... that they could trade up again. Like, yeah. hey guys, they can jump right back in at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The draft is selling hope, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you got to go to break, but what would it take to go up if you had to to get Sam Williams, or you sitting tight and waiting at fifty six? I mean, well, I'm... if they go up for Sam Williams, I quit. They See, may do that. That's I'll, I quit. I'm saying that's, that's a realistic that, that conversation. Moment I quit. Why? Because it's not worth it. it. I mean, but again, like again, like I even think the word "athletic pass rusher" is a made-up word for him. Why? Like his athletic score is good because yeah. he didn't run the shuttles. He didn't run the shuttles for a reason. Yeah. He's a big guy that can run fast and jump high. You got to give that to him. Yeah, he can. He can run fast and jump high. But pass rushing oh. is not straight up. How fast can you run? It's, I got in. Can I, you turn? I got in trouble got for defending Taco, so maybe I should shut my mouth. Yeah, but. watch it, pal. Yeah, like day. Sam Williams is my edge number ten. That's a little low. I have him at seven. Like I, I, so. Nick Benito's a better pass rusher. Boye Mafe's a better pass rush prospect. Yeah. Arnold Ebicady's a better pass rush prospect. Ebicady Mafe for this sure. Is, Ojabo is a better prospect, but the injury is the injury. question mark. And then I think you get to Sam Williams. So like fifty six, I'd be like, yeah, going up, I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> and then hope for the best. This is the classic. Jeff is, Jeff is laying all that groundwork for when now. It's like, man, every, we hate this guy and all that. This is true. You're going you're, you're to influence everybody to not like Cowboys Nation. There's other Nation. people in the room that can say that I'm wrong and they disagree. And then people I, will be I, like, yeah, I, I, was, I love him. I was nodding my head as you were talking, to be honest yeah, with you. I don't want to go up to get him, but I like Sam Williams as a player. Drake Jackson I have above him and stuff. You're right. You're yeah. not around. You're you have Drake, Drake Jackson above him? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that this is. I just, don't. Brian hates this guy way more than I do. <laughs> this is the time of year where I will just calmly remind everyone that teams' grades vary wildly from what those of us think. They don't give a and rat's ass. They also ass don't give a rat's <laughs> ass. That's, That's my thing. No, no, they don't. I'm just care. over here like, they who cares care. what we think? They're they going to do it. Skymore's going to be the eighth receiver picked. I have him as number two. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. Don't listen to me about exactly. anything. All right. Oh, now you're coming around to this. All those years now, of me having to, like, the Boses. I killed that family for years. No, I mean, I'm going to be right, and it's going to be like, oh, my God, Jeff knows more than the league again. But you don't have to think that right now. Just think I'm an idiot. It's I fine. was shockingly optimistic that we were going to get out of this on time, and we did not. Trade up for Stingley. Let's go Heck, to break. That's Sh- a good shut plan up. Right stop. There. Stop. Like Let's, we're going to break. We're taking a break. We'll talk about that next. Chris, we'll talk about that next. Yeah, just get the hell out of here. Go. <laughs> 
This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Haven't filed your taxes yet? Now's what? the time. Uh, please do it. Quick. Please, please file your taxes. It's freaking. It's April 14th. You got you four have like, days. Yeah, you got not a lot of time. If you do it, if you haven't done it, choose Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys, our friends. Go schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Please, God. It's a federal <laughs> law. Go do it. That's not what the read says. No, it doesn't. There's no chance I it just, says, please, please God. I don't what want you to be What if you showed up the day of tax law. day? Do you think Liberty Tax could get you filed? I guarantee you they could. I bet you they do 80% of their business in the last week before taxes Like the are day due. of. Yeah. I'm sure they're I've, packed look, right now. I've, as a, like, I've matured a little bit. Now I try to do it like a week or two before. You drink whiskey instead of beer. I of like course, that. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the number of times I've walked in on the 15th and been like, help me. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. For sure. Huh. I used to be a contractor, man. That ain't... That that ain't easy. No. All right. Uh, beam, hit the sound. Yeah. Presented by Miller Lite and also Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Maybe I can regain some composure here. It's a tough show to host. I love the way that y'all touch on things that our listeners ask about because Jeff briefly brought him up in the first segment. James says, I don't hear about much about North Dakota State's Christian Watson. Mm. How would you feel about him at 56? I vote Kyle goes because I think yeah. I think you like him. A I lot. do. I like him more than I, I probably both of you guys a little bit. But the thing with with Watson is he's not only your developmental receiver and a guy who would fit in perfectly as a two three guy on your roster. I mean, Michael Gallup when he's out, Christian Watson's going to play and he's going to play a lot early on in the year. He's going to get a ton of valuable snaps, and he's also probably going to take. CD Lamb out of the return man sort of conversation. Get him out of the return game. Get him out of special teams. It puts Christian Watson as a return specialist. Good athlete. He's got that speed. He's got the body control on the outside. He, I mean, of course, you're looking at tape for the majority of the time against the Northern Illinois and the San Diego States whenever they get to play FBS competition. But he ended up playing Michigan State throughout the season. He has good tape on that as well. I like the way that he runs routes. I like the way that he uses his body to shield his, his himself from defenders. Good player overall. 56, I'm happy with him there. I don't want to trade up to go get him. He's not in that George Pickens conversation by any means, but he's also not going to last to 88. So if he's your guy at 56, go and do it. Man, you scared me with the word develop. Deve- I can't even say. It. I know. I said it, and as soon as I as developmental, I, I, I fits because I, I knew Jeff was. I, I, I he kind of looked at me as soon as I said it, and he was like, "That's the point." And Does that like, sound yeah. more like eighty-eight than fifty-six? 
I definitely uh, 56th overall. I mean, I'm, pick, I'm, I, 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 I appreciate the, the way you yeah. gave the report, but then when you said, if I was sitting in a room and you said that in a draft room, <laughs> I would be all over your ass about that. <laughs> Agreed. I would, especially if I was fighting for another player. Sure. And but you know, to me, I mean, and I know when you said it, you're like, oh damn, these <laughs> hyenas like, are going to come after have said me. That that word, chum in the water. Yeah, you know, you described a player to me that kind of sound like that he's going to have to again develop, but then also then a player that can do the return stuff and all that. Is that enough for a second round pick? Mm-hmm. That's the question you have to ask yourself about that. I just thought, I mean, which he's a good player. He, he really is a good player. He kicked ass at the Senior Bowl against yeah. good, good. No, no, that's the thing about, about that's that. the thing about it is though. I mean, but. Because if you're arguing that, you know, I, I think that you and Dane, I mean, you know, that, that they're a little bit higher than me on that. But I, to me, I could see it. I, I just wondered why somebody, you know, we've talked about this. This wasn't the player that Dane was talking about that I was mentioning. Like, why is this guy not playing in the, the ACC? Why is he not playing in the SEC? Why is, there was somebody that was at Utah. Who yeah, was, yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. It was a guy who had an offer to Utah, but he went somewhere to play with his brother. Oh, it was uh, McCollum. Was yeah. It McCollum. Yeah, Zion, Zion McCollum. Sam Houston. See, I'm like thinking, okay, why does somebody in, the, in this yeah, Sam Houston corner, why is somebody in the Big 12 not signing? Well, he had an offer to go play at Utah. Yeah. You know, I'm saying, okay, now I get it. The same thing with Watson. You know, somebody obviously in the ACC or the Southeastern Conference at Mississippi State or Ole Miss or one of these places, Kentucky, missed this guy. He's from Tampa. He's from Tampa. I scouted his dad, Tim. It's insane so, uh, yeah. that a kid from Tampa couldn't get a. I mean, That's which, what I'm saying. North Dakota State is a great. He's FCS developed. Program, I mean, obviously. The, the majority of his plays you watch him play are chunk plays. I mean, he makes a lot of chunk catches. So I mean, Jeff, you know better. It's every every you week with this guy. NFL.com. NFL.com. Come on, man. Because I wanted to see, because I don't have Dane's Beast pulled up, so I wanted to see if maybe Zerline had why he ended up at North Dakota State. See, I always ask that question. He didn't have a ton of production in high school. That was the thing. He went three years in high school and had rarely anything, and then he kind of blew up as a senior, got to a two-star rating, but that was it. That's why you always wonder about, like, did somebody miss or was this kid late developing? You know, that's another question you have to kind of ask yourself. There's that word developing again. Mm-hmm. Now you bring up you bring up a good point on the developmental and, and it's a word you don't want to use for a high pick. Yeah, I'm going to stop using. It. I'm going to take it out of my vocabulary. <laughs> at at 56, you're looking at this second tier of wide receivers. Yeah, and I, I would put Pickens at the top of that second tier list with Jahan Dotson, David Bell, Alec Pierce. This is not in any order, by the way. I'm just kind of skipping around. Christian Watson's in there. Calvin Austin, Shakir. Outside of Pickens. Watson's my number two. Okay, out of the second tier of wide receivers, so that's my thing. Is they're not to that certain level where they're going to come in and instantly be the Justin Jeffersons, the the Jamar Chases, you know, and then I think that's Williams, Burks, Wilson, yeah. London, Olave. Right, he's not that. But he's still going to be a good sure. player in the NFL as soon as he steps I think, on a field. I think these players, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, I think these wide receivers in college are better equipped to step in. There was a time when I was in scouting that these wide receivers, they had to learn how to have releases and all that. They got jammed. They couldn't catch the ball. All these problems. I think wide receivers in this day and age, because of the way colleges throw the football, are better equipped to play right off the Forget jump. Forget college. These kids are traveling seven around on their seven. regions yeah. going to tournaments yeah. from the time they're like 12. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I actually think that that's the – when you're talking about the wide receivers from college to pro as a whole, I agree with you. And I think that's the unique part about Christian Watson is inside this group of wide receivers, mm-hmm. I do think he's the most raw of the top – 10 receivers in the draft class like he's my wide receiver nine Mm -hmm. which so as we're debating him 
It's like we're probably just debating players 40 through 65. Right. Not, no, he can't play. Yeah. Like Christian Watson's an awesome combination of size, speed, athleticism. Yep. I also think in a run first North Dakota State uh, North Dakota State scheme where he's never been a high volume target mm. and he's playing mostly against guys that can't compete with him with a ball in the air yeah. that there is the farm that, assistant yeah stuff? that there is a lot yeah. of room for growth now yeah. could that be a rookie starter as one of Wire. your three wide receivers yeah. sure accountant <laughs> yeah but I think before he's an impact NFL player he's going to have to get accustomed to the fact that there's more routes than just five yard stop route and run by that guy yeah no you're no you're right and about that. he showed right. that in Mobile though like in the practices his route tree was more than just that. Yeah. I mean, he was able to show that. No, that's a good advantage ability. you had. You saw yeah. him live. Yeah. I mean, you saw him live. That's yeah. that, that's you can't discount seeing him live. That's the biggest thing for me is is going into the Senior Bowl. He was kind of a no name guy, and of course, we kind of go down the Senior Bowl guys first. But ever since seeing him kind of elevate his game against that competition in Mobile, you look at it as, a, okay, he could do that. He may be a late developer. He may just not have had the production in high yeah. school to get those SP, FBS looks. Now he should have. Now you know that maybe he was missed and maybe he's a guy that can come in and, and contribute early. He's aced the pre-draft process for sure. Yeah, Between yeah, Senior Bowl and Combine. combine. Yeah. I mean, I have, and I know this isn't scientific, but I've seen mocks that are sneaking him into the back end of the first round. Sure. Yeah. Really? Like to a Kansas City or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we're talking about receivers, Rob wants to know, and I know we've talked about Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, but like the range where you would draft him, and I'm going to add this to it, I would also like to know the same for Khalil Shakir out of Boise, who a lot of people have asked about, and I feel like we probably haven't talked about him enough. See, so both of those guys. Seeing Shakir and Watson going head-to-head in Mobile, that's why there's a considerable difference between the two for me. Because Shakir didn't necessarily impress me a whole lot in Mobile. He still had a good co- or a good combine, good draft process. He has decent jumps. He wasn't necessarily anybody that jumped off the page, but He's in that second tier, that jumble of receivers that you would take in the latter half of the second into the third round, but he's not as exciting as some of those other second-round receivers that are out there. I got Pierce in the third and Shakir in the fourth. Yeah, That's how I've got him rated. Pierce in the third for me, and then I I also have Shakir in the third, but late third. I have them both in the third. Uh, I actually had Shakir above Pierce, but it's – I mean, we're talking same range – same area. I think Shakir is probably a slot guy in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and Pierce, like he's one of the guys that I think I could be really wrong about, and he could be a better pro than I think he's going to be because, like he he had good production. Yeah. He had an outstanding combine. Yeah. I Four, just didn't. Speed? I didn't see that level of athleticism on tape. Like his his testing tells you that he's an incredible athlete. But I just thought, like, he's he's very inconsistent when it's like, hey, beat that guy in press coverage. Yeah. Sometimes he can't get off the line, and then sometimes he smokes him, and it was just kind of up and down. He's very much – when you, if you watch Ritter, you know, there's like – every ball seemed to go to him, and it was like there were some bad balls that he was catching, and he was going up. I, I think you're right. I don't think there's some – I think there's a lack of separation at time. But, he, but this is where I see the athletic ability of going up and getting the ball. Now, maybe he's able – I mean, you see some red zone stuff where he's able just to spin and look back, and then all of a sudden the ball's there and he adjusts to it. So, you know, as we're watching here, the high stuff, he's, that's the kind of stuff – I mean, he's always going to get against Tulane right there. He's, he's covered, and then, you know, he goes up and elevates and gets the football. That's just the kind of thing – I mean, he's not going to run away from a lot of people, but you're right about the testing numbers. They were very, very good. He had eight touchdowns this past year, five – 
in his career prior to this season, but his eight touchdowns, four of them came inside the the red zone, and another four of them came outside. So he yeah. does have some deep threat ability, yeah. but he also, with his size and his his body control, can certainly be a red zone threat. That's six foot two plus. TJ can't help but note that the overall mood on the Parsons pick last year was. At least mild disappointment, if not outright disappointment. I think we were all. I he know, plays a different position it, it, now. Yeah, he's, he does. He's 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 not hating guys. It's oh, he's hating. He ain't this hating. This guy's hating. He's. I promise you, he's not hating. Passive aggressive player. He, he, no, no, no. He's not. I think this is a fair question. He <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. He we're, just we're wants fine. to know. We're fine. A guy you could pick at 24, where you might initially say like, oh, okay, where you could wind up feeling a lot better. Zion Johnson's that guy for me. Yeah. Ooh, I would agree with that 100%. I mean, I mean, I, I think you guys are old. Pick. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Well, you that's, have a yeah, you that's like what I'm saying. And, and, and me and I'm and I I understand I understand why people like him. I do get that. You know, but I could say the same damn thing about Green from yeah. Texas A&M. I mean, there's these guards are not making me feel all warm and fuzzy all of a sudden. But I have a chance to be really, really, really wrong about that because there were some things I talked about with Zion Johnson with some of his hesitation and some of the run blocking stuff and things like that, pass protection. I mean, I have Green as a better player, but there's Green's got faults too. I'm not going to sit there and like when this if one of these guards get picked. I think the consensus in the room, and sometimes that sometimes consensus is good. Less needed the Rams. He doesn't like consensus. I kind of like when my scout buddies tell me, "No, man, hey, listen, this is what you see in the player, and this you just had a bad day scouting." You know, that's kind of where I'm looking at with Zion with Zion Johnson. Uh, All right, so if you love Zion, what do you got, Jeff? I think mine would be Bernard Raymond, and maybe maybe you're right that it's not a realistic pick. I just I see him on the 30 visit list. I see him being mocked in the I, 20s and 30s. I think and it's more realistic than we're giving credit to and i think that, there's a, a big shot because they've really honed in like yeah. brian said in the first segment with clues yeah. they have looked at this tackle class up and down whether yeah. it was at the combine or at the senior jerry Bowl. said it dave got the jerry to say it at the, at the owners meeting i'm looking for yeah. a tackle he said it dave was standing right there like nodding his head like mm, he's looking for a tackle I was okay sitting actually but okay yeah, cool right. and if you want a big name Lazy. that's more fun <laughs> chris olave hmm I wouldn't love it at 24. I would be thrilled with Chris Olave at 24. You just like receivers, though. I mean, I do, but I just I think Chris Olave's skill set really fits Dak Prescott. I think he's the exact type of receiver Dak needs. If they took Burks instead of Olave, would you feel better? I would. Okay, and he's the quote worst fit. But see, the thing about it is, it's always going to be, and it's the. And it's in the right. He he's got the passion for that that wide receiver for uh, you know for Sky Moore. I get it. I do. I totally understand. It. I love that. But the but if you anybody other than Sky Moore say maybe as a wide receiver. Well, I think the difference here's the at twenty four. You would be like eh, they could have t- taken Sky Moore. Get the camera on me if we could get the camera beamer. <laughs> the difference between like Chris Olave and Sky Moore, and this is coming from the only guy on planet Earth who likes Sky Moore more than Chris Olave. This is the difference. Mm. I don't have any muscle, but the difference Rocked is up. you have caught the ball. Yeah. Now what? The answer with Chris Olave is the first guy to get here, I fall. Sky Moore, that's not the answer. He'll get down. That's yeah. not the answer. 
He's going to break tackles. He's going to get extra yards. And like Chris Olave, there's a, there's a big room a hundred yards away with millions of dollars worth of weights. I mean, we can get him in there, you know. Right, but we're, now we're talking. What we're talking about is he had one first- in Ohio State. It might have been nicer. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about we're talking about first round picks, and it, it, it's crazy because I first of all I love the wide receiver position yeah. and I love the technicians. Yeah. And Olave is basically a flawless technician. Yeah, I that's just true. think that. He is a thin dude that plays thin. Like Devontae Smith, I didn't have a problem with. Because Devontae Smith, you couldn't press him. And Olave can release, but inside routes when he gets bumped or when he has the ball in his hands, he's getting tackled. And I just I wish he had a little better play strength. And that can develop. And that's why I wanted to throw his name out there because it would be a better conversation than Raymond. Olave at 24 might turn out to be an amazing pick. But in my head, he's currently wide receiver seven, so I'd just be like, oh, I hope this works out. By the way, as more I think about it, I think Ohio State's shoe budget might be more than the budget at Western Michigan right now. Mm-hmm. For yes. football. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shoe budget, yeah. My guy was out there hey. rocking 24 Western, at wide receiver. Number 24. Western was in a Cotton Bowl That's not confidence. all that long ago. Not all long ago. We watched another receiver yeah, from there. Which probably not, not as good as a career as maybe we thought. Yeah. What do you got, Kyle? I was going to say, with Olave specifically, you're, you're talking about thin, not necessarily play strength. He's a technician of a route runner. Why is that different than C.D. Lamb from a, 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 just a C. general Lamb standpoint? Tackles. I know, I, and that's kind of my thing is if you wanted to really provide another fit for this offense and for Dak Prescott to give him a different option to throw to, wouldn't you look at the guys like a Drake London and a Traylon Burks and a Sky Moore even because he is a bit of a change up from CD Lamb to a certain extent? So, and I just I think I, I this is the year that I've been against the consensus on wide receiver more than ever mm-hmm. because like I would take Traylon Burks over Drake London because I would, I would too, too actually I would too yeah. to me the NFL has really turned into I want two things from my wide receivers get open and do it quick mm-hmm. give them hell after you have the ball yeah that's what I want. Traylon Burks may not be the best get open guy, but he's big. Yeah. And I'm going to say he's fast, even though his 40 time is going to disagree. I've watched him outrun Alabama's entire team. Mm-hmm. He's big, he's fast, he's held to tackle. You know what? You know what scares me about Burks is will they use him the right way? Will they use him to and play? And why to... were you 240 when you showed up for training? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about it is, I, I, to me, I, I think he's always going to be a big guy myself, but. I just wonder with the way his skill set is, are you going to use him the right way? Yeah, that's the fear I have. Wait, I, let me. Can I throw it with Olave? And I know we got to get to somewhere else, but Olave, I, I kind of thought of Terry Glenn with better hands, is what I thought about. Okay, I thought same about that. School. Same school, same kind of physical build. Terry Glenn was a catch it, run fast, and ju- fall on the ground real quick. <laughs> but but Terry Glenn, Marvin I mean, Harrison, yeah, yeah, Marvin Harrison, catch it, run, fall down fall. real quick. Yeah, live to fight another day. Got yeah. to the Hall of Fame doing it. Yeah, yeah I kind of don't that, get it wrong. I'll accept Marvin Harrison at twenty four. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'll take it. I'm sure you will. There's That'd a Marvin Harrison out there somewhere. I will, I'll I'll double down and say I I would be pretty surprised if Bernard Raymond is their pick at twenty four. Having said that, it's easy to forget that he's only been playing that position for two years, and he's already this good. Man, and but I'm fine buying in on that upside. Okay, That's, let me ask. I mean, okay, I can live with that. Can you live with that, knowing that your offensive line needs help now? Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's good enough to play right now. But is he plug and play? play? Is he going to no. plug and play you? Right that, now? That's the thing is he's not going to play, and that's why I agree with you. That's in why terms I don't think he would be. That's why I don't think he would be the pick, or at yeah. least part of it. Yeah. 
Uh, give me, give me, give me one of those guards over him okay. if that's the case. Uh, we're over again. That's okay. Like, I don't think there's a podcast after us today. Beam, don't correct me because we're gonna run long. We're gonna take this break and we'll be right back. You're just telling them. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show. I have a read from somebody here. Of course, I put it Rowdy. Away. It's not Rowdy today. It's, draft. It's, it's the Draft. Head to the Star oh. in Frisco for the 2022 Cowboys Draft presented by Miller Lite. Obviously starts Thursday, April 28th. That is two weeks from today through Saturday the 30th. Here at the facility, we have live draft coverage and entertainment, a free youth camp on Friday night, and a 5K, the Draft Day 5K, presented by Baylor Scott & White Health on Saturday morning. So you can come out, get a run in, get your sweat on, feel all good and healthy about yourself, and then settle in to listen to us break down all six of their day three picks. Should we go walk, run that thing, and then come in all sweaty and do the draft that day? No. I think it's during... Our like early parts of our shows, aren't it? I think it's at like eight thirty or oh, nine. is it? Okay. I'd get a T-shirt from that if I could. I, I might give them the money just to I'm get the shirt. I'm not going to sit in an you enclosed get a shirt in a room. Yeah, I've I've run with you. I know what you look like after a workout, and I yeah. don't want to be in a room with you after that. <laughs> but like we spend like eighteen hours together anyway. It's yeah. like a submarine in the here. Least I mean, the, smell is, is awful. the least we could do is the least we could do is bathe before we yeah. come in. Now I will say they do have a virtual. Option for oh. those that aren't in DFW or are in DFW, and you that. can run it at any point throughout the weekend. So oh. I, I actually do. Kyle I doesn't even one. have the read in front of him. He does a better job than well, me. I signed up for it. I went and got it. So I'll, I'll get my medal. I'll bring you one. For Thank more you, details, visit DallasCowboys.com/draft. We would love for you to come out here and join us draft weekend. 
Guys, I have really enjoyed bringing Tell Me More back. Uh, <laughs> it is fun. It's, it's just I'm glad neat. you've had fun doing it. Yeah, because I make y'all go watch. Yeah, the are you watching these dudes? No. <laughs> what the? I'm the host. I I'm want you to tell me. I watched me. him last year. I yeah. want, well, you're I've a better man I've got hosting experience. Yeah. I demand to be the host next time. <laughs> you, five more guys. you totally can. I'm trying to put a wrap on this thing. No, he's got two more weeks and we're going to finish strong. Who do you got, Dave? I want you to tell me more about Hassan Haskins, the Michigan running back. You want me? Go ahead. Jeff is always He's so a mean. running back, he's and that's all you back. really need Why to know. Why would you even draft him? <laughs> How about this? Why do we play with these guys? Come on, give me a good report about him. He is a running back. Yeah. And like he's a day three guy to me. Like at Michigan, he was the featured ball carrier. Yeah, he was not the featured receiving running back. No, nope. both of his backups caught more passes than he did. So like I think he's a solid runner. That most of his work is between the tackles. Yep, and he's good. He's a good solid running back that doesn't really factor into the passing game. That isn't an elite athlete. So I think it's a day three guy that can be a guy that is one of your two or three backs on your team on an NFL roster. So, you know, Michigan, big numbers, good player. But I think in the NFL, he's one of your two or three running backs in a rotation, and he's a fifth or sixth-round pick. He's really strong. I mean, he's got the big body, big lower body. He's very well built from top to bottom, and he even put up 27 reps on the bench press at, Mm -hmm. at the Combine, which is pretty impressive for a running back. But he's not going to run away from anybody. He doesn't combine yeah. that with the speed. Yeah. And that's kind of my biggest thing is is he he really had a breakout year in 2020, the shortened season. Only played like six games, and he had 6.1 yards per carry. But most of that was just running through people. Like you said, in between the tackles, it was, it was a lot of broken tackles. And then he would just kind of get caught, and teams figured out how to play him, and that he was kind of a one-trick pony. And that was where his production took a significant dip in 2021. I think the best trait he has is his vision, actually. And, you know, there's really? times where he, like, when he has to make a cut, he can make a cut and get through that hole. I, I think around the goal line, he could be a, a weapon. He's 6'2, like you mentioned. He's 228 pounds. He's an upright runner, too, but he doesn't take many shots. I mean, he's like delivering shots. And That's I'm always with for these such backs. A I'm looking at these backs. You know, he, you're, Kyle, you're right. He's not going to run away from anybody. That's that's just, you know, he's pretty steady that way. Pass protection, though, is one of those things where he's kind of just a shoulder guy. It's not really square, sit down, take on a guy. So you always, if you're going to be that third down guy or second back, you got to be able to have, be able to pass protect a little bit. Yeah. And I think he's more of a just, not that they, they can't teach him or he can't learn, but his style is really just trying to throw the shoulder, just lunge, throw the shoulder, and hope for the best. But he's had some production in some big games for Michigan over the years, but I, I agree with where everybody has him placed. Is there – so, I mean, the Cowboys are not going to draft a running back before day three. Is there a guy with a day three grade that you feel a lot better about than the others? Because a lot of times when we do this, it's like, yeah, he's a day three running back, so what? Is there? A- I, I watched uh, – is it Algier? There's the uh, Algier, the BYU, BYU. running back? Yeah, yeah. yeah is I, he a day three guy, though? I, I have him in the fourth – yeah. I'm in the fourth round. Um, I also I see him going in the third. Yeah, I, and then and, and Williams from Notre Dame was another one that I had uh, as a as a fourth round guy. Is uh, Kyler Colin Williams uh, oh, yeah, from yeah, Notre yeah. Dame? From Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. Those were the couple of guys, and then I had Haskins down like in the fifth. So those were kind of my fourth fifth round guys. Um, 
Abram Smith from Baylor. We've talked about him a couple of times. Jerome Ford from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. kind of a receiving back, somebody who can do a lot of different things. Sincere McCormick out of UTSA. Uh, and then Kennedy Brooks, a DFW product that went to Oklahoma. Day four guys, or excuse me, day three guys, maybe even undrafted guys that could be in that conversation that I like a lot. Tell me more about Oklahoma State linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez. It's almost one of those Boy Scout type of players in a good way. I mean, second team all Big 12 each of his last three years. He was a undersized guy, but his instincts and his leadership on the second level of that Oklahoma State defense were pretty phenomenal. Uh, just racks up tackles. Had 130 tackles, 16 and a half for loss this past year. Three sacks as he came forward. He actually forced four fumbles, so he plays downhill pretty quick, but he doesn't have a ton of side or size, excuse me. And then he also. Uh, just doesn't necessarily look extra quick. He doesn't have that first step. He has good instincts, but he kind of hesitates every once in a while. So He's a heartbeat of that defense. Yeah, that he dude, sure is. That dude is all over the place. Yep. Um, but like Kyle's saying, you wonder in the NFL, like, you know what I'm most confident that he's going to do in the NFL? Be on the kickoff team. He's be a great special <laughs> that team. That dude's going to scream down the field and tackle a dude. Because I just, you know, he may, maybe he can translate all that college production into being an NFL starter, but I, I do think that that's more of a developmental thing because I think you're looking at a straight line hitter. hitter but, but I mean, yeah. the dude finds the ball. He's he going to get to the ball and he's he going to tackle running backs. He does. Question is on third down, is he agile enough in space to play coverage to to make plays in that regard? So again, I think he's a day three player, mm-hmm. but somebody's going to draft him. He's going to make the team. He's going to be on special teams, and we'll see. If he becomes a guy that is a, an NFL starter, I, I like the kid, and having basically in the same round of a shorter linebacker from Baylor is Bernard. Mm, the yeah. same guy at six one, he's two hundred twenty four pounds. They're similar players. Yeah, too. they are. They both. I mean, again, but those Big Twelve type players, but both tags touching right there. I mean, I think the guys have got him absolutely right with the with what you're looking at. Um, the, the thing that I was interested in, I know this. If you're talking about the coverage, there was an interception he had in the Notre Dame game where he was able to drop read direct and then you know uh, the quarterback just threw it and he was able to make the play to kind of seal things up there was another time where he knocked the ball uh, I think it was in the TCU game where he knocked the ball out of the the running back's hands I think the guy you know you say you get to the football create turnovers Jeff's right about the special team stuff this guy is going to fly down the field I didn't see him get blockers get up on him and get him washed you know he's like kind of staying ahead of the blockers and then staying active in order to keep himself alive but I I, I, like I say him and my guy Bernard from Baylor if you're looking for two undersized linebackers that aren't the N'Kobe Dean those are the kinds of guys you're looking at right there he kind of reminds me of a poor man's Nick Bolton from last year, Frisco product, under six foot, a little bit wide. Mm. Bolton was a, a little bigger and a little bit heavier, and he also played more fierce downhill than than Rodriguez does. But he does a lot of things well, and I agree completely with, with Jeff. He's going to make a special teams roster. He's going to find his snaps every once in a while. He does things the right way, which is something impressive. I've seen Terrell Bernard graded as high as the fourth by some people. Is that, yeah, that's, that's where that's where I have, that, yeah, that's where I have both these guys. Okay. I have him and, and Rodriguez right there. I mean, you kind of you kind of have a pocket of in this draft. It looks like of shorter guys that play positions. You kind of keep them all together, and it reminds you that okay, if I have to go get a short corner, 
you know, oh, here's Marcus Jones. Oh, if they go get a shorter linebacker, oh, here's Bernard. I have to go, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. You get thing. the short guy around? I have a couple of short guy rounds. <laughs> you, can, you can tell when you look at my board where they are, though. They're all in these little pockets. Do you have Calvin Austin 511. and Wandale Robinson in the same round? Pretty close. <laughs> this man is uh, he's not undersized at all. He stood out to me at the Senior Bowl. And I would like to know more about UCLA defensive tackle Otito Ogbonia. He did like him at the Senior Bowl. He made some plays, and like, and for the size he plays at, I just remember guys had a tough time dealing with him. You know, I think you're absolutely right about this guy. And I watched him against our alma mater, Dave, and we really well, didn't do a good job of blocking him. No, and we watched him against Utah as well as another thing. I was surprised how much he weighed because he moves like a much lighter man, 324 pounds. He's pretty disruptive, and, and I mean, in a disruptive like the, the first step and he's on you and these blockers are like and again hey our, our center at LSU wasn't great but I mean he's like it's like they, they're not even getting in position on him he's kind of knocking guys around and getting up the field and stuff like that I saw him one time get outside uh, in the Utah game where he was able to clean up a play get into the sidelines so he, he gives you that little bit of effort to go make that play but I think at, at 324 pounds, this guy, I was surprised how he looked. He doesn't look that big. Mm-mm. But, man, he is disruptive and all. And I was I was impressed with the way he was able to kind of the, the fight that he had. This is not a knock on Chris Beam, our producer. There, the 40-yard dash has to be a typo, though, right? There's no way this man was it's running. It's a 5-3-1. Uh, there's no way this man's running. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, sorry. No, no, you're fine, five, Chris. We appreciate three. That would have gotten a lot of people excited. I was going to say, if he, he ran a better. up a couple rounds yeah. if he ran a 4-3-1. <laughs> just making sure. No, that that's not a problem. He is quick, though. I, I like his the first initial, The initial burst, I yeah. think, is really good. I like the powerful, uh, just the force that he comes off the line of scrimmage. He doesn't necessarily take the he doesn't get washed out of place yeah. doesn't get caught off guard he's a good run defender you can see it in some of the plays that we're showing on the video side of things i know if you're listening you can't see it but yeah he's a good run defender he can provide a little bit of pass rush but that's not necessarily his mo he's going to plug a hole and he's going to move the line of scrimmage take up multiple gaps and do a good job of doing so i wrote that he the pros are he's 64 324 he's long armed he's got pop in his hands and he plays hard yeah. yeah. The cons are that I saw him as being slow footed, playing high, and not anchoring real well. So I think that he's a day three defensive uh, nose tackle, fifth, sixth round. Yeah. And you hope that you can develop, like, hey, we're going to keep the pads down. Yep. We're going to get some lead in the butt here. We're not going to be moved. Yeah. Uh, and let's see if we can get the feet to match up because he does have pop. Yeah. Like he can, he can get hands on you and jolt and move, but I don't think that the feet. Or the lower body consistency matches up to that violence. And the Cowboys like drafting guys out of UCLA with double O's well, as their initials. Well, think about this as, so as far as these these one techniques, like Ridgeway, like Ivan the third, Farrell from LSU in the fourth, and then this young man in the fifth. So, mm. I mean, there's there's there are going to be these guys that each round there's going to be have one of these 324-pound guys that play for you. Kyle, you brought this guy up a week or two ago, and I was curious. Okay. Uh, so tell me more about Maryland tight end Chigozim Okonkwo. Yes, Okonkwo, Okonkwo. from Maryland. I knew I was going to get Good it. frame for a tight end, reliable hands. Been some couple late droppers in the tight end class this year, but he's actually one that's kind of climbing because of his traits. And he 
in, had an impressive combine, 4-5, 40-yard dash, 35-and-a-half-inch vertical. Uh, those were not numbers that were necessarily anticipated, but the best part of his game is his speed and then his yards after the catch ability. He's not a versatile blocker, not necessarily a uh, an all-around, all-encompassing tight end, which is why he will go day three most likely because some of those day two guys are, can do a little bit of everything. But as a pass catcher, I think he's as as good as some of the guys in the class. He's a decent inline blocker who can maybe develop more in that regard. But I, I like his hands. I like his his ability to be used on the sideline than in the red zone, uh, especially in coverage and in some traffic. Where my damn notes go? I'm watching this morning. No, because everything Kyle was saying, like he nailed him because he, he's four. He's a four or five athlete. Yeah, he was a. Um, he was 238 pounds, I believe, at yeah, Pro Day. that's right. So, like, he's not big. Nope. He's not, like, a nuanced route runner. Like, it's all one kind of speed. I would say yeah. he's even below. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a below average route runner. He's not used over the middle of the field. At least yeah. Maryland didn't use him there. So, again, I think we are talking about, to me, a day three guy where you're like, okay, if you're going to be able to be a real-life guy who's ever going to play in line – it's weird because he has a muscular frame, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but between the maybe the arm length and the weight, it's not enough. Like you watch Ojabo and yeah. Hutchinson, and they're yeah. like, "Get out of our way! You ain't blocking you us." You know, it's funny, but, but you get the ball in his hands, and life gets fun. He did something that Dalton Schultz can't do. I was watching the, the Penn State game, Dude, and no. they and they ran. He was playing backside in line, and he made a cutoff block from the going inside. I mean, like they <laughs> they were they were running the ball to left. He was tied into the right, and he cut his guy off and got his head all the way across and turned the guy back inside in the Penn State game. I I think you guys have got him absolutely named. You can watch him in the Michigan State game. They throw yep. a screen to him. And like he catches it, and he's up the field, and the defender tries to cut him off. He jumps. The defender goes low. He jumps the defender, lands one foot, keeps balance on the sidelines, and then goes into the end zone. So the guy has some athletic ability. I I, I think there's some, you know, I was I was surprised of how many times they threw him the ball, and he was kind of covered. And I'm like, oh, he didn't catch that. Oh, wait, he did. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think the hands are good. And I and again, I, I saw something that Dal- I hadn't seen Dalton Schultz do, and that's cut <laughs> off a backside backside defender. I watched the Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State games. I'm yeah. gonna add Penn State because yeah. I just want to see him do that. Oh that's, no, it, that's his, impressive. He had, he had he had huge he had huge numbers against Penn State and Michigan yeah. State. Those were the games you really need to watch. So, round five. I was gonna say fifth fifth ish yeah. round. Yeah. Real quickly, last one. Percy Butler, the safety out of Louisiana Lafayette. Tell me more. Fun developmental safety to me. Um, six foot, 194, 436, big broad jump. So you're talking about an explosive athletic guy. Uh, man coverage stuff. I know there's something that Brian will like there because when he lines up over the slot and they run drag routes away from him, yeah. well, you ain't running away from you're him. You're not running from him. Uh, I think you've, you're going to have to develop in terms of consistency as a tackler. That's and, that's the number one thing right there. And how he plays deep yeah. when he's a deep safety. But yeah. he wants to run the alley. He wants to pop. He can run. And again, let me check the exact round I put him in, but I'm pretty sure he's going to fall in line with the rest of this group we've been watching. Yeah, fifth or sixth round. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. I got him in the fifth myself. And I think, Jeff, I don't always see the, him play this fast. I mean, I think the time speed is excellent, of course. It's rare for what he has. I thought there would be a little bit more range to him. I and mean, there was time in the App State game where they drove, he drove on the ball in front. Jeff was right about that. Um, they used him as a blitzer, but he, he got home. He had a free run and he missed the guy. Mm. I think the biggest questions about him is going to be the tackling stuff. He wants to hit you hard, he not wants just to, tackle but you. He, but he misses. There, <laughs> yes. There'll be times yeah. where he if just you're reckless, though. You know, he's got a clean shot on the quarterback and he just overruns the guy and so I mean it's almost a kind of a drag down tackler but uh, I think that to me and I didn't see him create any turnover sometimes these safeties you see them they're in the right spot I mean we were talking about our kid from Iowa the other day you Belton. know Belton that, that yeah. you know the ball's there he's boom he's getting this kid I didn't see any of that type of stuff so again I have Belton above him uh, on my board right now yeah, I've got him in the lower half of that that safety class. Belton, I, I really enjoyed watching. Percy Butler, I'm with, with with Jeff in the regard of when I was watching him, you see some of the ability to be a center field guy in the NFL. But mm. like you said, the, the tackling ability is, is there, but it's not necessarily something that jumps off the page. You expect him to be better than he was. He racked up the tackles in 2021, which is impressive because he had the volume there. They went his direction quite a bit. But as a guy who moved to safety, and has, has played well at the collegiate level after being a wide receiver. I still look at him as a f- late day, f- or excuse me, fifth round, sixth round guy that could be a developmental guy because of the speed and the traits that he brings to the table, too. That'll wrap up another segment of Tell Me More. That'll wrap up another week of draft coverage. Wow. Guys, next week, two more shows until it's draft week. Oh, uh, so 10 oh. more guys you're going to tell me to watch? Yes. <laughs> Sorry that I want you to have a longer list of guys for draft week. I've already Jeffrey. seen 17,000 guys. Uh-huh. Wow. We'll be back with 10 more guys as well as plenty more stuff to talk about. Jeff will never, ever let me close the show cleanly. Good job, Dave. That's fine. This has been job. the draft show for Jeff, Brian, Kyle. I'm Dave. We'll catch you all next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!